0: So good Forever yes we will hallelujah greatness that's right glory to god hallelujah. so good hallelujah, hallelujah. you know so what when, when when someone in your family is 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 uh, really um well it's what can i say yeah i don't want to say wrong words but but uh it's sometimes it just pumps your faith up and i can tell lacy's full of it <laughs> and she's been she's been staying have you been in your own bed for a while? No, for what? Two weeks. He's been in the hospital for two weeks. <laughs> and, okay, and so um, uh, you know, and she she brings him um, because of the hospital food she's bringing, and he's you know we're trying to increase his appetite. But anyway, he yeah. Well, yeah, she's she makes stuff at home, brings it in. You know, <laughs> or else goes to a restaurant <laughs> to get it. But that gets, you know, that gets kind of expensive. So, yeah, you know. So, I mean, what? Sleeping on a couch for two weeks here. And then coming and working 13 hours and doing hair. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I I, I can remember times when, when it was really instead of, and somebody said to me, wow, you are just praising the Lord with all your heart. And I said, yeah, I expected you to just sit down and be depressed. And I, it was in a, a crisis time, you know. <laughs> and I, uh, uh, no, it, you know what? If you really love God, you, it pumps you. It starts to pump you. And so, yeah, and, and some of my sermons. So tonight I was keeping your eyes on Jesus, the word. So let's, you can go ahead and sit down. In fact, that's the name of it. John always asks me what the name is. (laughs) Keep your eyes on Jesus, comma, the word. (laughs) Okay, so put up there Matthew 14, verses 22 through 32. Then Jesus directed the disciples to get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent away the crowds. And after he had dismissed the multitudes, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was still there alone. But the boat was by this time out on the sea many furlongs. A furlong is one eighth of a mile. Distant, but it was many furlongs distant from land. Beaten and tossed by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the, and by the way, thank you for all the people that went up to visit Mark. <laughs> there was many of you who went up and yes. took time, because I I couldn't be up there either. I haven't been up there for a whole week. That's my son, and I haven't been able to be. <laughs> but so anyway, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and and you know like. Uh, 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 I know he said, "Wow!" He said, well you anybody who went up?" He was thrilled. But but when Lonnie son, not not to point that out, but they went up there and they sang the whole time. <laughs> they sang all these songs, and he says, "Gosh, Mom!" He said that one one guy that one nurse guy came in and he says. Wow, brother, you were radiating through the door into the other patients. <laughs> and he said, I'm a Christian. You guys must be Christians. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's nice. But, but I mean, that was they were worshiping the Lord the whole time. Yeah. And you were the she was there too. Yeah. 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 He did. He said, Mike was. Yeah, Mike said the people were really, that was really kind of them. You were up there more than I was. <laughs> I've up there once. <laughs> but that's because it's... T- <laughs> okay, so anyway, I wanted to just tell you that. Okay, so, uh, okay, verse 25. And in the fourth watch, between 3 to 6 a.m. of the night, kind of like this morning, <laughs> Jesus came to them walking on the sea, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. And they screamed out with fright. But instantly he spoke to them saying, take courage. Take faith. I am. When he says, I am, oh, stop being afraid. And Peter answered, he said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water, and he came toward Jesus. But when he saw or perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. And as he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me from death. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and held him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Okay, so they were out on the Sea of Galilee fighting to keep afloat in a storm. And suddenly, here comes Jesus walking across. Now, he had been spending time with the Father, and he had gotten, okay, this is important. He had gotten so caught up in the glory. And that's what we are supposed to be doing in these last days. You're going to have to be in the glory almost all the time. You're going to, there's going to be encountering some things that are go, going on in the earth, right? But you are going to be protected when you're in the glory. Amen. And that's going to take praying in tongues, speaking the word, yeah. you know, doing, doing those things. Yeah. So you have to spend time with the father yeah. and he had gotten us the father. The father. Our, our whole yeah. life, prayer life is done. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You go to the Father boldly to the throne of grace through Jesus. Okay. So say whenever you pray, you say in the name of Jesus. Father God. Okay. So he'd been uh, Keith Moore had a whole like maybe three CDs on that once, I remember. And it's that whole series that he did on that was like 14 CDs. Anyway, but but you spend, when you spend time with them, you're in, you get in the spirit and the glory comes on you. The anointing comes. And Peter saw Jesus and he called, Lord, if that's you, I want to come out there. <laughs> well, what? What was Jesus supposed to do? Oh, Peter, it's too dangerous out here. It's not me. <laughs> so, I mean, he said, come. Because he said, is that you? If it is, <laughs> call me. <laughs> and he said, come. Jesus said, come. See, and what happened was that just that word, come, the words of God activated Peter's faith so he could walk on the water. So Peter was walking on faith. <laughs> and Peter, Peter was a pioneer. And pioneers, though, you know, he was a pioneer of the gospel. I always feel like, I mean, when we pioneered this church, there's a huge difference. Like Jay Eberly, he, he went to that church, and, and someone else had had it before him. Yeah. See, there's a difference between starting one and not starting one. Well, now he's starting other churches. You, you have to break ground, and that's what we did here. We broke ground. So, see, we are pioneers. And so he stepped out on the water. You know, he said, now, now the water didn't hold him up. What held him up? Jesus' word. His word, though, felt. And every every time he took another step in faith, he landed on the word. And so, um, so, so Peter first heard and believed what Jesus said. But the whole thing was, all those other disciples were in that boat. And they heard it too. They thought, hmm, let's just see what happens to Peter. Yeah. But see, their faith wasn't as strong as Peter. And I, I heard somebody say this. I've never forgotten it. When I was a baby Christian. And they said, it's better to be a wet water walker than to never get out of the boat. And that's really what, what uh, Ricky Edwards was saying. You've got to take a chance. You got to get out of your boat. I mean, you can't just sit back and wait for something to happen. Yeah. Well, if I'm supposed to be a pastor, well, it's just going to blab on me. No, follow. It doesn't. You got to move. You got to do something. You got to get involved in the ministry of helps. You could, you could have, you could have a, a calling to an apostle, prophet, and a, and an evangelist, all three of them, and a pastor. All, let's say you're, a, you know, like Jesus was, like some people are. And there's people out there that have all a call for all five, but if if you never ever involved yourself in the ministry of helps, it's never going to happen, never. That's where you got to start. You've got to be doing something. You you because you care about the church. See, even if just some little thing. Anyway. Anyway, um, and, and come to church and be hungry. So s- see, um, okay, well, I was on that, that the other disciples, I keep sounding like, is it too close to me? or Like a, p- p- awesome. <laughs> I'm spitting. <laughs> so Peter first heard and he believed what Jesus said and he acted on what he said. But he kept his eyes. Now, I mean, this is another part of it. He kept his eyes on him. I'm telling you, sometimes you got to take chances. I know when I went to that real estate agent, I said, I want to buy a church. (laughs) Well, how about the mortuary? And I didn't want to buy the mortuary. I knew they were going to ask me, and I was already. See, it had, yeah, that that used to be a mortuary down the street there. And anyway, you know, I, I, I said, "Well, I want something bigger." <laughs> yes, I don't know why. Wow, you know that would just fit you and suit you and blah 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 blah, blah blah. So you know And I said, can I see that Lutheran church, <laughs> the old Lutheran church?" So anyway, okay, so <laughs> yeah. Well, and the first thing that Jay Herberly said to us, when we came here, when he came here, said, "I want to see the whole building." I've, nobody else has ever, ever asked like that because he's looking, he's considering buying either a Lutheran or a Catholic church in uh, Missouri for the church he's starting. He was taking pictures of stuff in here at a, our playground set. For the, so anyway, so he acted though and he kept his eyes on Jesus and we, that, that's, that's huge too, you know. No, and and if you notice, there's nothing about anyone else following, following uh, Peter out of that boat. They were they were just watching to see, and that attitude causes people to run into problems. Well, they'll say, "So and so got healed, so I guess I'll try that. I'll try the gospel," and it doesn't work that way. We aren't healed because someone else is healed. You have to have that own relationship with the Lord, and it's different. It isn't just, there's there's a difference, and that's why raise, your, raise yourself up to get really strong in the Lord. You can't live continuously on someone else's faith. You cannot live on someone else's faith, and that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the Word of God and not... Uh, miracles are good, and they stimulate you, but you don't get the faith from the miracles. See, we're healed because the Bible says we are, but you have to have enough faith to believe that. also, first peter two twenty four himself, bear our sins in his own body, in his own body, on the tree, that we being dead to sin, might come alive to righteousness. That's how you got born again. <laughs> then it says, by whose stripes you were healed by the beatings. So see, that, remember, always remember 1 Peter 2.24 has two parts. It has two parts there. And so like Peter, you got it, you got to take a step of faith out on the word and believe God for what we need. Okay, let's read verse 30 again here. It says, let's see. Down here. But when he saw, the, I'm going to read out of the uh, King James now. When he saw the wind boisterous, like we saw the wind this morning, <laughs> he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now, you know, we can be all full of zeal uh-huh, when we first activate faith. Uh-huh. Yeah. But as time passes, you got to be careful of distractions when you're still believing, right? <laughs> those, those distractions, the scuds, yeah. Yeah. the reports sodium reports, <laughs> the, I mean, all kinds of reports about, you know, your, your, the tests people take, if it's healing, or it could be money, you know, what's in your bank account, or this is failing, the economy is failing, all the, you know, Biden's lying, and blah, 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 blah. He keeps saying, I'm going to give every, $2,000 to every person. I've never seen anything like it. Every day it changes. I was like, what? And then they found out they're, they're not giving nothing. so don't even expect that stuff okay it's beginning to sink and he cry okay where was I now okay you can get full of zeal of faith or like you we used to go to retreats you know what you call retreats and you're all conventions you get all pumped up and then you come and pretty soon it wanes I I don't I don't even I I don't Feel much, t- anymore, I've been going to go so many, I just, you know, you, you stay even-keeled. You need to stay even-keeled. Yeah. Or like kids would go to retreat and be all fired up, and, right. and three weeks later, it would be gone. That's, that's, that, I mean, it helps, but it, that, right. you've, you've yeah. got to keep the fire. You've yeah. got to yeah. stir yourself yeah. up. Yeah. So see, Amen. pretty soon, Peter was making a mistake. Scud came in. He was hearing the word, "Come." He was believing. he was acting right, but then he saw the wind like this morning. I was looking at it. You know, my phone went off and I went, "What?" <laughs> anyway, he looked at the circumstances, the, the you could blood reports, this report, that report, liver reports, kidney reports.) <laughs> bank reports <laughs> uh what you see on the outside you know <laughs> see he took his eyes off jesus and started watching the strong winds and say it. and you can talk about those things too talk about them so much that they bec- they get inside of you the wrong things see what i mean And fear starts to enter, no matter what you say. Fear is huge so many places in our life. We don't realize how much fear, fear enters in. And faith stops when fear comes in. And Peter started to sink. And what happened is he became dual-minded, double-minded. And he pulled the plug on the power of faith. I don't have this scripture up, but James... James one. Let's go to one five first. Actually, let's uh, King James. let let's go to verse two yeah. in King James. Yeah. And okay, my brethren, counted all joy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, I put this, and I must have got this somewhere. I wrote it up in the where there was space, a white space. (laughs) If you are not in joy, you are focusing on the problem. Joy is the exit door. It's the only way out. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations or tests or trials. That word temptations means tests or trials. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works, patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Then, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God about this situation, see, that gives to all men liberally. God will give you wisdom, and he'll give it to you, full wisdom, if you ask him. And he'll abrade not. He doesn't care what's the. well, I'm a sinner. He He doesn't care. If you ask him for wisdom, he'll give it to you. That's what that means. And it will be given him. But ask in faith. And then don't waver. Amen. For the, he that wavers is like the wave of a sea. Now just think, the ocean. How many people have seen the ocean? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yep. And you know it, then it, you know the, like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. See, I've, I put here, water yields to force and it moves. But let that man, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because he looks at the circumstances. And God will, uh, he, God never tempts you, tests you, or tries you. Never. Don't let anybody say that. Okay, but he will prove us. He will prove you. Amen. He watches to see where you're at. I mean, he's not doing anything. He's just looking. <laughs> so, you know, fear can, st- Peter forgot who made this whole thing come to pass. So and to walk on the water, he got distracted. And when we're believing God, we need to continuously hear the word of God. Oh no, let's stay home. I'm telling this is not everybody's emphasizing come to church, come yeah. to church, yeah. come to church as much as you can. Right. It's different Amen. than it yeah. was. Yeah. Believe. Yeah. You got to hear God's word. You got to believe that word. Then you say that word and you act on it. Yeah. 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 Those four things. You hear it. You believe it. You say it out loud yeah. and you'll start to act on it. And you need to keep your eyes off the problem and on Jesus, who is God's word, because Jesus, we all, oh, yeah, Jesus is the answer. But you got, it's so different, though, when you apply this, when when you're down and out, when you're sick, when you're having symptoms yourself, you know, yeah, storm this morning, tornado, or whatever, straight line winds, those were, but. It's it's just just it. It's it's different. This is real. Okay, so so in the middle of a trial, you've got to keep believing. You've got you you've got to keep right, but you've got to keep righteousness in your life. Let's put it that way. You've got to believe right. You got to talk right. And you've got to act right. Yeah, then the circumstances, are, you've got to, the, the senses, you know, your senses, anything you yourself feel, the reports, the fear, the words of other people, they'll, it'll try to pull your eyes off of Jesus and onto the problem. So yeah. so and suddenly faith is replaced by fear yeah. and doubt and you lose ground. Yeah. You know, not everybody's born again, even in a case like, you know, they'll come up and say, and, and of course, doctors come up and nurses come up and say this report, that report, this is too. And, and you, you know, you do look at that. <laughs> it, it, it's just, it's just when something becomes real, that's what you got to keep your faith. So, see, that's what happened to Peter, just in that that walking on the water. And when he stopped looking at Jesus and the Word, and he looked on the problem, and it may be even your thinking. (laughs) You know, I caught myself that. Let's say you have a lump in your body. And you say, I'm standing on faith. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it feels like. And then all of a sudden you say, gosh, that lump is bigger. It's bigger than it was the other day. Right? Have you ever done that? Or, or wonder what that pain is. I have an odd pain. In fact, I really do. Right there. <laughs> oh, the bank account's lower than it was last month. <laughs> I thought they said if I give, I'll get it back. What's going on? <laughs> so see... Faith stops working. And Peter's eyes looked in the wrong direction. All I can say is this is real. Real stuff. And you can't operate in faith and fear at the same time. How do you get rid of fear? You double up on the word and you praise and worship a lot, and you speak it out loud. You praise and worship. That, that's really good. Okay, so in that, uh, whoops, in Matthew 14, 30 and 31. Let's go back there again. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. I'm not going to make this that long. So, 14, 30. Instantly, okay, an immediate, let's see. But when Peter saw the wind boisterous, he became afraid. He became frightened. Yep. And he began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me from death. And instantly, and immediately, I'm reading both, Jesus stretched forth his hand, and he caught him, and he said, Oh you of little faith, why in the world did you doubt? <laughs> What's the matter with you? Quit doubting. <laughs> okay, so now notice... Jesus did not slap Peter and say, just swim back to the boat. (laughs) You're going to learn your lesson. Drown. No. See, because don't put people under condemnation because somebody had a faith failure. Just encourage them. However, God's hand, you know, remember this. God's hand is always reaching out to pull you back up on top. But notice this. In verse 31, he said to you, he said though, oh you of little faith, why did you doubt? Well, I'm offended. (laughs) It's the truth. Why did he have to say that? Now I feel condemned and put down. He did correct him. He, he helped him, but he corrected him at the same time. So don't get offended. <laughs> so Jesus said, are you of little faith? I don't want to be little faith. And I thought, gosh, sometimes, God, I've been of little faith when I was studying this out. Seriously. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. Little faith is keeping your eye on the problem instead of the answer. And sometimes you're bucking a whole bunch of people, though, that are talking, too. And may you know, uh, you may say, "Well, I know what the word says," but you look at the problem and how bad it's getting. <laughs> and, and then there's people come along and say, "Oh, now let's be reasonable. Something has to be done." <laughs> Well, it does have to be done. I mean, you, you go both sides. But great faith says, I don't care what it looks like, feels like, or reports like, <laughs> right? I am looking at what God says. and That's the difference between great faith and weak faith or little faith. God says it's in what you dwell on, the problem or the answer that and that answer is God's word and not everybody's like i said going to come along though that comes along even to visit someone or that's going to that believes right. yeah. about faith they don't even know about faith yeah. Yeah. could be old friends you know what i mean yeah. stuff like that yeah. so that's where you got to you've got to be cautious <laughs> um do I have 2 Corinthians 4, 17? Come on. Yeah, yeah for 17 and 18. Yeah. Let's put that up there. Um, well, I had 2 Corinthians 5, 7, but does anybody always remember what this is? We walk by faith, by faith and not by sight. You, say it again. We walk by faith and not by sight. Not that scripture. That's 2 Corinthians 5, Seven. I walk by faith and not by sight. That's one of those. It's short, but I said, I will walk by faith, what the word of God says, and not by sight. (coughs) Excuse me. Because that's one of the sight is one of the physical senses. And a lot of times we, we keep Checking our bodies. Uh-huh. The lump is bigger. The sore is is bleeding. That's or this is is uh, worse. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't know if I can. <clears throat> I can't talk. And <clears throat> and she wants to give me. Can I eat some candy? No. <laughs> Hi everybody on live stream. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Can I talk at the same time? Do you know how to do artificial resuscitation? (laughs) Okay. So, uh, okay. Here it is. Actually put it up in the King James. Well, look what this says first, since you got it up there. Our light affliction. This was Paul. Oh, these light afflictions. Oh, they tried to kill me. They stoned me to death. That was a light affliction. Mm. I was out on the sea on a piece of board in the ocean trying (laughs) trying to get to land. Ah. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, (laughs) works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Go to 18 too. While we look not at the things which are seen, that the things which are not seen. How come they're not seen? <clears throat> yeah, because they're in the Word. But, I mean, you can see them, read them, but... For the, and you're, okay. for the things which are seen are temporal. They're just passing. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Now, put that up, both of them up and the, uh, amplify it. I can suck my lemon. (laughs) Okay. For our light momentary affliction. (laughs) That's the way you got to think of it. This slight distress of the passing hour. (laughs) Paul is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory. Beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons, all calculations a vast and transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Wow. Go ahead. Since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, seeing, think what you're saying, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are visible are temporal, brief, and fleeting. But the things that are invisible are deathless. The word of God is deathless. Can never pass away. And that's everlasting. Mm-hmm. So you you how do you look at the invisible, the unseen? You look at the word of God. But spiritual eyes are heart and not natural eyes. See that? Now this is what I mean. Get in the spirit. Pray in the spirit more. You'll you'll start to get more revelation knowledge. And see, when you look at the word with the eyes of faith and don't look at reports and symptoms and circumstances, you're not so influenced by what you see and hear and feel the senses. And people people who are sick and prayed for again and again do not get healed because they're continuously motivated and influenced by the spirit, by the sense realm, by sight and feelings. It's best, you know, just build up your faith. Then lay hands on somebody. Smith Wigglesworth, he always said, I'm not moved by what I see or feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. And when he, yeah, and he, when he get up in the morning, he said, don't ask me how I feel. I, I, I don't ask myself how I feel. I tell my body how it's supposed to feel. <laughs> See, there's, there are times when everything around us looks like defeat. Right? Yeah. And that's what you only believe the word and become fully persuaded. Okay, now. Go to Romans four nineteen and 20 and put up the King James. Now, I'm going to read both verses and then I want you to put them back up. <laughs> and being now weak in faith, this is Abraham... Abraham considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered, not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Okay? He wasn't even born again. Okay, go back to 19 again. No, you can actually keep it in King James. Keep it in the King James. Okay. I'm going to take the knots out. (laughs) And being weak in faith, Abraham considered his own body. Now dead. When he was a 100 years old. And... And yet, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he considered them. Yeah. He didn't consider not, he considered them. Go ahead, I'm going to the next one. He staggered at the promise of God through unbelief. You take the knots out. <laughs> <Yeah. Amen. laughs> so, see, do you see? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, hmm. So weak faith, faith considers the symptoms, the feelings, in the body. Sure. Weak faith watches the problem, looks even at the crops, <laughs> yeah. looks at the wind, at the reports, yeah. you know, and it operates in the sense realm. But strong faith considers what God says and keeps talking about what God says, watches the answer, which is eternal truth. And yet there you can get a lot of songs that sing, good faith songs. So Abraham looked at his body, 100 years old, and Sarah, 90 years old, and the deadness of her womb, but he only considered what God said. He looked at it, but he said, but God said. So he was fully persuaded what God promised, what he would do, and he was able to perform. Okay. So without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? I mean, that's huge. That's Hebrews eleven six. 6. It's impossible to please God without faith. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, Jesus said, I say to you, therefore, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. See, that's when you should pray. When you're full of faith, build your faith up first. Now, see, it's not when you see the answer or the symptoms go away, but you see or feel the answer. Or, see, you believe when you pray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to believe. I, I tell you, I remember a woman said that to Kenneth Hagin in a healing line, and and she was the pastor. And her people were getting healed right at left. And she said, he sa- she said, well, I have this pain here, you know. And so he prayed for her. And then, she- then after he was done, she was going, still there. <laughs> Pray again. Wow. Well, you see, she said, well, I'm not going to. And finally he said, you have to walk by faith. He said, she said, I am not going to believe something. I uh, I I'm not gonna believe I have something my physical senses don't tell me I have. She's because her physical senses didn't tell her that she was healed. <laughs> and her faith, it was based on her physical senses. How often do we do that? See and he told her to sit down. Well, but it was no use. He did it in a nice way, but see They're you're not they're not believing by in their heart or by faith. Okay, so now to believe okay, we're gonna put that Jonah scripture up there. (laughs) Jonah. There's some stuff in the book of Jonah. So to believe with your heart is to believe independently of human reasoning and sense knowledge. You practice that in reverse, and it's trusting of the Lord with all your senses and leaning to your own understanding. The opposite of that. Okay, Jonah. Now, first, I probably should explain it. We'll just leave it up there. Now, Jonah was told to go to Nineveh and preach, and he got scared because Nineveh was a kind of a bad town. What, what if they told you to go, you know, to the ghetto in Omaha where the gangs are and go preach? And he got, he got full of fear, and he actually refused. And he tried to run away from the Lord. You know what he did? He took a cruise. <laughs> Thought I'm going on vacation. Forget this whole thing. It doesn't work because <laughs> he tried to run away from the Lord. And while he's on the boat, you know what he? You know the devil had him by. And he, and he a storm arose, and it was threatening to sink the whole boat. And Jonah knew he was the cause. So he told, he told the crew literally to throw him overboard. I don't know, have you ever read that? It's, it's, this is a true story. And as soon as he hit the water, though, a big fish swallowed him. We don't know what it was, really, I suppose. But he knew he missed it, but that it wasn't too late to set things straight. Can you imagine that? Being in the stomach of a... <laughs> See, he, he prayed and repented. And, you know, okay, so he was full of... It even says it in the Bible, because I was reading. He was full of, like, seaweed and... Yeah, and I mean, can you breathe in that? He could. I, maybe there was some way he could breathe. There must have been. God, you know, God did it. That's why he made that fish swallow him right away. But he prayed and he thought, okay, but he made a powerful statement. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Now put it up in the Amplified. Those who pay regard to false, useless and worthless idols forsake their own source of mercy and loving kindness. Keep it up there. Just keep that up there. That's a, actually a powerful. It's a powerful statement because we we all need you. That's you forsake your own mercy. God will have mercy on you. He He took Peter's took him by the hand and pulled him out of the water. He's he's merciful. He wants to help you. But if you just continue to look at the circumstances and get bad, get upset, get fearful and just do this after you hear all this teaching. I mean, I wouldn't say if you never heard it. <laughs> Talking to myself, too. See, okay, Hebrews 4:16 said says and you don't have to put that up there, but let us come boldly to boldly, because of Jesus dying on the cross, we come boldly to the throne of grace so we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So so whatever we need, forgiveness. I come boldly. To, here's Father God right there that because of Jesus' blood, we can do it. Oh, my daddy, please forgive me please forgive me. I was walking in fear and, and not faith. Be honest with him. Start talking to him like you would a human being that you want mercy from. You'll start to get tears in your eyes and you'll know him. Know him really, really well. See, you need forgiveness maybe, and healing and deliverance. Maybe you need wisdom. You need finances. You need restoration of relationships or marriages or what, whatever. See, all that stuff is available is. in God's mercy. Yeah. You look, mercy is full of mercy, 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 mercy. But God wants you to come to Him with love. Yeah. See, it, it, jo- that it, Jonah two. How much time do we have? Can I read Jonah two? Yeah. I actually put what page it was on. <laughs> If you have, uh, let's see, the amplified classic uh, King James, the the uh, the larger print, it's on page eleven eighty four. Wait a minute. That isn't right. You know what? I had a different Bible. Oh, yep. That's, sorry. got the wrong thing. Now I got to look it up on this one. What? 10.29. Okay. Is it 10.29? What? Mine is
1: 11.84. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> Mine is. Oh, come on, Jackie. I don't want to waste all this time. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look in the index. <laughs> Somehow, I I think I did it with the Bible that you gave me. And so this is not the Bible. Oh, it's fourteen fifty-seven in this one because this is this is the big print. Yeah, that's why I was right about the other one. Okay, where are we? Fourteen. I will hurry up. (laughs) Okay. Jonah 2. And Jonah uh, prayed to the Lord. Verse 1, I'm just going to, it isn't that long. Prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out of my distress to the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of Sheol cried I, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your presence and your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters compassed me about, even to the extinction of life. The abyss surrounded me. The seaweed was wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottoms and the very roots of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit and corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted upon me, crushing me, I earnestly and seriously remembered the Lord and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Those who pay regard to false, useless, and worthless idols forsake their own source of mercy and loving kindness. That could be money and people and all those those things. Anything, purely anything. Yeah, source of mercy and kindness. Verse 9, but as for me, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. Sing, I will pray, pay that which I have vowed. Salvation and deliverance belong to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish and had vomited out Jonah on the dry land. <laughs> so anything contrary to God's word is a lying vanity. And Jonah meant, I can't sit there in this whale and dwell on my problem. That's what we can't do. Or I can close my eyes and think about divine mercy belongs to me from God. I can either observe the problem or I can observe the answer. But if I observe the problem, I'm going to forsake my own mercy. And you know what? See, you can watch and check symptoms, pain, bad reports. And then we wonder why God's mercy doesn't show up. And when we forsake our own mercy, we choose to observe lying vanities. Jonah made the right choice. He repented. And then he, then he trusted God to deliver him. He observed the answer instead of the problem. I mean, that was faith. Faith is full of it in the Old Testament. Really, he and he—he didn't let the whale's rib cage or stomach, (laughs) stomach lining distract him. (laughs) Yuck! (laughs) So he probably said, "I want to get out of here." (laughs) So, so you know, it it wasn't long before he was delivered, though out out of the fish's belly and safe on the dry land. God's mercy, in some even a crazy way. Well, it'll always come through in the time and deed, if you believe Him and you keep up the faith. And if you let it go, acts, I mean, like a, you know, just just repent and start. It isn't that you're going to go way backwards and start over. No, 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 you can you can be where you are. Well, that's a religious spirit. Don't, I mean, don't God isn't like that. God is merciful, like you are, to your children. Like to your little grandchildren, or you know, what I mean? He's merciful. Yeah. He's, no, unless you're goofy in the head. <laughs> in all seriousness. <laughs> so that was that. That's it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that was that was because that was Mark's sermon for us. <laughs> i know it was because just sometimes you go through things and you you get stuff that you should be doing and to pump your own self up (laughs) amen so father we just thank you thank you so much for these wonderful people god i thank you lord god that they're hungry for you, hungry for the word, God, And I just thank you that they're growing in faith exceedingly abundantly, way far over, going into the glory and into the spirit. So we, we thank you, God, that we have hungry people that come to this church. We thank you for that, Lord God, and the seats will be filled as the glory of the Lord covers the earth, as the waters cover the sea. Thank you, Father, that that we Align ourselves with the Holy Spirit, even those times when we've gone back in the flesh, we recognize it, Lord, and we, we come back and align ourselves with the Holy Spirit in the glory and not the natural world. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you. We praise you, Lord God, that we'll also give it to other people and then they will see truly the goodness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Are dismissed.